The joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father God. Worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Oh, we love you, Jesus. King of kings and Lord of lords. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father God. Hallelujah. Glory. Well, you, I just, Tony's going to take the, the tithes and offerings, but I just, you know, this whole thing, if things are moving, but there's so much more because we have a Jezebel spirit in that, in that White House that needs to go. Absolutely, because that's a murdering spirit. And that there's all kinds of plans even to murder the people in the Supreme Court. I mean, I'm here, I saw just headlines. I don't listen to a bunch, it takes too much time. But all I have to do is read the headlines and the Holy Spirit tells me, he tells us what's going on. So, you know, just thank God we never gave up with praying. Never for years, we've been praying for years, years. Ten, way back in the old church. <laughs> you know, and that's going on 28 to 29 years. We're going to try to celebrate when it's next year, when it's 30, I think it's 30 next. Yeah. And um, uh, just uh, rejoice in those things, but don't give up praying. Don't give up praying because we have got the, to straighten out the rest of this stuff. You know, I mean, all the stuff that they're talking. I mean, okay, so one thing, they wanted children to only go to their school, and they tried to pass a bill through, and uh, the Supreme Court said no. You can have, see there's homeschool, they were gonna kill the homeschools, kill the charter schools, which are nicer schools that, to help kids, you know what I mean? And they're they're just a little kinder to them and, and they kind of do what, what they want. And then, you know, then there's, then there's Christian schools. See, they wanted to oust them all. So they would have to get the, the Marx, Marxism curriculum, <laughs> is what I would say, the communist curriculum. But but Supreme Court said no, and so um, you can be seated. I'll get them seated for you. Uh, so anyway, just just rejoice in that. There was something else they're working on, a couple of things, and that's why the Jezebel spirit wants to get rid of them before they do. She tried to they it tried to impeach uh, what's this, uh, the one that was really pushing this. Um, can't think of, uh, nah, never mind. <laughs> right, <laughs> sometimes I get up here and I, I could say all the names at home, but now. Um, but anyway, just keep praying because it's not over yet. I mean, the, yeah, the abortion thing is, except the states can make their own decisions. So there probably still will be abortion. And someday, Kenneth Copeland predicted well, he prophesied that there would be a, a born-again nation, that the United States would become a born-again nation. And we wouldn't even, compared to how it had been, we wouldn't hardly recognize it. He prophesied that the wall would come down in Russia, and it did. In our, uh, but there's so much, and it took a long time, but it came down. So... You just keep praying. Okay, Tony, go ahead. He's got a good testimony. 
It says in Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon formed against you can prosper. There's going to be weapons against you. And if you're a threat to the devil, there will be weapons. Oh, yeah. He's trying to, they're trying to stop our pastors, trying to stop this church, mm-hmm. trying to stop the body of Christ. But see, we're not putting up with it. If you yield to it, then it can prosper against you. So that was this saying, I had an accident in my car. And... Um, I, I was prompting by the Holy Spirit not to go somewhere. And I didn't listen to it. It was a real yeah. soft voice. And the, the time before that, it was a real sickening feeling. My, my, I got a big check. I was uncomfortable. I didn't listen to that. Yeah. got me in trouble. This time it was just a small voice. I didn't listen to it out of pride. So what happened was it was an accident. And there was some, some visual in this, the people in this church was in the car with me. So uh, anyway, I scheduled an um, appointment with, uh, with a body shop in Elkhorn, Crash Champions. And um, yeah, <laughs> and they tried to be really nice people. But I took the car in there and nothing was, I didn't receive anything, word on it, nothing. So I sent them a message on June, Wednesday, June 20, uh, 15th. And I said, I was wondering how, how, if you received the part for my car, because there's a part they needed, which holds all the struts and everything. It's, it's called an apron. Without the apron, you can't have struts, you can't have shocks, nothing. So uh, anyway, um, he didn't respond back to me until until it was um, June 20th. He was out of the office for a while, the guy in the office. So he said, I apologize, I was out of the office Wednesday through Friday, last week. Unfortunately, he said, they're still waiting on the apron piece for the Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi cannot get the park because it's not even the United States of America right now. Yeah. Well, you know how things are. They're stuck out in boats in, in, out of San Diego. They can't get parts. They can't get anything. Well, Mitsubishi couldn't even get the park. <laughs> and so it looked like it was going to be way into July. I have a rental car, which I get so much on that. But when it runs out, then I have yeah. to pay. Yeah. So anyway, um, I mean, I took authority over it. The Bible says that we have authority over the devil. So I took authority. Um, this has to do with the tithes and offering too. Because when you go to Malachi, it says, bring the whole tent, uh, Malachi 3, 10, 11. Bring the whole tent, tent of all your tithes and income into a storehouse, there may be food in the house. And prove me now this day, this day, says the Lord. If I will not open the windows of heaven, pour out a blessing that you cannot, cannot even, no, no room to receive it. And yet he said, I rebuke the devourer for your sake. Well, he rebuked the devourer, then he gave me authority to rebuke him. So he gave me authority. And um, he said, uh, and he gave us the key to the kingdom. So we determined what, what we what we're going to put up with or the devil's going to do. We, we have authority over it. That's right. And so um, Luke 10, 19, he said, I give you authority. Trample yeah. swords all the way. Send me nothing to harm you. So I claim that. But then we had Michael's here talking about angels. Well, the Bible says in, in Psalm 91, he gives the angels charge over you. The company defends the earth. He always agrees. It's the Lord. So then it says in Hebrew, um, 
that um, we have angels that are servants for God sent out service to help aid those who have salvation. So I commissioned angels to bring that body, that part in immediately. <laughs> I command take their hands off of it. The devil take his hand off it, uh -huh. and I said I just passed angels to aid and bring that in. Well, that was on the 20th when he said I got the message. The next day, the 21st, he said it's pretty much yours. <laughs> he said. I just tried to give you a call with some good news. We received the part yesterday afternoon. <laughs> Mitsubishi was able to get God to us. And our test is working on the car right now. Hoping to get it done by Friday. That fast. Put your angels to work. Commission them to go. Not only that, but I also. See, he said that he uh, Phil Philippians uh, 4 17 says that we have a heavy bank account. And so I told the father I wanted to make a withdrawal in the bank account. I wanted to have enough money to pay the deductible. Yeah. And for the rental car, which goes over. And even for the windshield that I had fixed a month before. Yeah. So I dispatched angels to bring bring in that finances. Yeah. I command the devil to take his hand off of it. And so when I went to pay it, when I when he said the car was done, I went in there. And the lady said, we're so she smiled when I first walked in. I said, I'm so sorry. We're so sorry here. We've had your car so long. She said we're gonna we're gonna cut that deductible in half. Wow. <laughs> So instead of 500, it was 250. Yeah. Well, then 250 then meant that if my the rental car was over, it kind of took care of that. But what was left over took care of the rest of the windshield. <laughs> so God supplied all the need for yeah. the windshield, the the the, uh, yeah. the car itself, yeah. and everything. He supplied it all. Gosh. But see, we had that. We had that. This says um, so. It says that you have to bring. Uh, it says. Uh, you have a heavenly bank account. So I have a heavenly bank account. Uh, so I told the father I wanted to make a withdrawal. I, what reminded me was uh, Or Roberts when he had that panic attack. Yeah. His panic burst. Yes, yes, he had a and heavenly like bank account. And he's 90 years old, maybe. I don't yep. know how old he was at the time. Yep. It's not good for a person that old to die. Huh? He was 80s. Yeah, 80s. He was up there. He was up there. And Maybe so he, went, he said, wait a minute, I have a heavy bank account. Father wanted to make a bank, uh, withdraw from a bank account for new pen, uh, pen, uh, pen, appendix. He got right. one. So yeah. I was reminded of that. So that's what I said. I have a bank account. I, I, and therefore, I, I, I sent angels to bring that finances in. And so, but see, you have no deposit, no return. If you don't deposit in the kingdom of God, you're not going to return. Amen. And so you're you're opening yourself up for the enemy because there will be weapons formed against you. Yep. But what are you yep. gonna do? Yep. People want healing, but they don't want to they don't want to spend time in the word yep. to come up with healing scriptures and, and, right. and speak the healing. Yep. So the, the Lord is saying today that um, I also said, God, you're my you're my, you're, my, you're God of my supply, you're supplying all my needs for this situation. And he sure did. It doesn't matter what's going on in this world. It doesn't matter what's going on with the, with the left. It doesn't matter what goes on when, when, when you can't buy food in the store. 
He's your source of supply. But if you tithe, then you have, then God has to supply it when you when you claim it. But use your angels even for healing. Amen. You know, just fast aims or bring whatever bark part you need. If you need a new liver, kidneys, whatever you fast angel to bring that bring that kidneys in. Sure. And they're going to. But you have to use the angels. I had to use the angels for this whole situation. And um, so it was amazing how um, he tried to get a hold of me and said, uh, I went in there and they were so nice to me and so, 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 you know, they were so, oh, we're so sorry. And so I had yeah. a favor with them. So yeah. I know I, I took a short version that I want to hold back the service, but it says, the person, Ecclesiastes 2.26, the person who pleases him, God gives wisdom and knowledge and joy. But to the sinner, he gives the work of gathering and keeping up that he may give to them who's ple- who pleases God. Bill Gates. Yep. <laughs> our, our's coming in. George Soros. Yeah. If you're listening and watching, I'm talking to you. Any of you wicked guys out there watching the service who's using your money for evil things, even Warren Buffett, they are losing their money. And God's going to use the money to finance the greatest move of the Holy uh, uh, of revival. He's in the process of, uh, he needs a nation. So they're not going to destroy this nation. Satan's out of season right now. He thinks he can stop the Great Awakening. He's trying to steal the finances because you have finances to defend the gospel, the Great Awakening. And he's, they try to shut down the church. Satan tried to stop the Great Awakening, but he couldn't do it. He's out of season. I have news yeah. for him. Over a billion souls have been saved before Jesus comes. And this church is part of it in this area. We're, we're, we're a, a focal point over great shaking of the Holy yes. Spirit in this area. And we're all part of it. So get behind this ministry. Give and shall be given back to you. God will take care of you no matter what. If there's no food at Walmart, He's going to supply. Oh, yeah. Somehow, somewhere, He will supply. And with, with this whole thing with this car, it was so supernatural. Overnight, yeah. they got the part and got Overnight. Fixed. Wow. And so God took care of all the bills. Yeah. He met all my needs. Why? Because I'm so, I tithe. I'm and. not bragging, but I'm a tither. Well, sure. I've been tithing and sewing Brag about for a long time. You're so, obedient to all, it's a be- Come on, guys. If you don't tithe, God can't rebuke the bow for your sake. He can't protect you. No. That's right. And if you don't dispatch your angels, uh-huh. well, then you're, you're, it's like, like going out with a gun but no bullets. Amen. Right? <laughs> or use a pistol when you need a bazooka. Yeah, or, right. Or a tank. <laughs> you know, you're going out there half, half loaded. Yeah. Go out there loaded with the Holy Ghost and you'll never have problems. Amen. Okay, Amen. so want to pass out the envelopes? Good stuff. I'm so wound up, I can't even tell the testimony, I right? <laughs> we can tell. You've you got it across. <laughs> yeah. So good. So, so good. God is a good guy. Oh, you guys can get up there. I got the documents and everything.
everything that they said from God's heart right here. And here's my quote for what they said. Like the Christian Bible, maybe you haven't seen it. Who knows what that was, but angels got it there overnight. Okay, uh, every hell up your envelopes. Father, we God, we thank you for each person that's here today. And Father, we thank you for your word that says that when that you um, when we, we tithe many offerings in the storehouse, there'll be food in the house. Also, Lord, you you devour for our sakes. So we thank you, Father, we have that authority of the enemy. And he cannot destroy us, we cannot destroy our families, he cannot destroy this church. But also said, Father God, that that uh, we have a heavenly bank account for those who sold even one dollar in the ministry of this church. You're part of the vision. And so far, we thank you that you're, that, uh, that you're, we're, we're making, uh, we thank you that we're sowing into our heavy bank account so we can have more seed to sow. And Father, we thank you, Lord, that, that you're supplying all of our needs, all of our needs as an individual, as a family. You're going to take care of us no matter what the woke, <laughs> that ungodly government out there is doing. It doesn't matter what they're doing. You're going to supply all of our needs according to Richard Christ Jesus, mentally, physically, spiritually, financially, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God is so good. Thank, thank you, Jesus. Has he been good to you? Has he been good to you? Hallelujah. 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 Glory, glory, glory. Glory. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Well, you can be seated if you can. Hallelujah. Praise God. We're so thankful. All right. I'm just doing announcements, but I'm stirred up. <laughs> um, the kids can be dismissed uh, to the nursery. Um, little ones can raise their hands because I think they're here for the first time. I think they're going to the nursery, maybe, but we're excited they're here. Um, Anybody else here for the first time? Cool. All right. All right, just a reminder to silence your phones. Just the water in the sanctuary, no gum. Uh, remember, you can order your CD or DVD of the services just to keep feeding on the word. Um, there's a little envelope out there on the glass case display case out there on the right in the hallway and then just right around the corner there's a little mailbox where you can put those slips in with your money um, it's not anything it's like two dollars per cd four dollars for a dvd it's very very reasonable and you can also listen on facebook or podbean as well um, just a reminder as well pastor ike akabogu is coming and we are so excited we are so excited Amen. We're expecting God to show up in those meetings just like we are today. Um, those meetings will be July 9th and 10th, Saturday at 7 p.m. And then Sunday we have two services, 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. So come stirred up, come ready, not frazzled in strife. Guard against that because that's probably going to try and show up. So make sure you're ready for that. And then we are going to do a baptism out at the lake and a church picnic. Yes, I don't, we don't have a final date on that, to my knowledge. It'll be July, okay, July 17th. So we're going to write that down, July 17th.
for that. We're going to be hanging out at Miss Sherry's house. She's always such a gracious host. Yes, we love that. We're so grateful that she does that. Um, such a fun time. <laughs> it's a good time with family. Um, this week is just a normal schedule at church. So um, come Wednesday, 7 p.m. Uh, Thursday, we have Bible study at 10 a.m. And then we have different Bible studies. You can talk to Brother Tony or Pastor Ken about the other ones that we have as well. Um, little Elliot, is his, it's his birthday this month, right? Yes. Brother Jesse's grandson, Elliot. How old is he going to be? Six years old. He's graced us with his presence for six years, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully at six. Yeah, so we're happy birthday, Elliot. All right, and we're excited for the main event here. Amen. Let's hear from the word of God from our pastor. You know, if you, you can be seated. You're the only one standing now. <laughs> That's good. Amen. Well, thank you, honey. <laughs> Life, not death. Okay, you know what? You know what? No, that's okay. Okay, it's all right. But, but you know what? If you're just, well, you can be seated. But you know what? What I found out, though, you, if you're hanging, and I heard Kenneth Hagin say this once, just like, just like the United States, I was getting pretty discouraged, to be honest with you. But I kept praying. But uh, the, uh, if you're hanging on by a nail that's broken... <laughs> Don't give up because I have seen when you're 80, almost 83 and you're 83, do you, you, you have seen the goodness of God and how he took care of you. And because you know what, but the whole key to it is you didn't stop. You didn't stop having faith in God. You, you went to God. And I went, if it weren't for him, even when I wasn't a Christian, when my husband died suddenly, the first, my, you know, I mean, I had two kids, 10 months old, 20 months old, and they said, well, your husband, you know, died in the bathtub. That's John's grandfather, actually. And, um, uh, you know, that, it, it, it was like, I wound up, there was some kind of an anointing that came on me now when I look back, although I wasn't really into, I didn't know about Christianity, but you know what? I always did give my heart to God. I would actually say it. So I probably was born again without any knowledge. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and I wound up consoling other people and I went, where is this armor coming from? <laughs> and it was, it was from God. And I know I would talk to him, you know, so there were, there were things, you, that goodness, but you hang on. You faithful to God. You don't stop. I give up. I'm just going to throw in the towel. What a bad God. It isn't his fault. It's your fault. <laughs> you stay in there. And you will see the goodness of God. And just like that angel. Were there many riots? There were predicting riots all over the place. Were there some? Where in Omaha at all? Okay, well, okay, we have realms of authority, and our authority is really the state of Nebraska when it comes to things like that, and I remember Michael was here the other day and took us 
his dad out for uh, me <laughs> for breakfast, and then Mindy paid for it. No. <laughs> and he said, why couldn't well, he, he gave the waitress $14 tip? <laughs> but those, they deserve it. And they're at Mel's, they were so busy. <laughs> anyway, we couldn't figure out why our bill wasn't coming. <laughs> anyway, what was I going to say about that? Uh, oh, they went into Baumgars so he could get his dad some birdseed. <laughs> anyway, and, um, and during that time, he turned on the radio, and that's when they announced Roe versus Wade was overturned. Yeah. And then they talked about riots, and I went, no. oh, oh, no, you don't. And I said to the devil, see this? Devil, this is the, my state of Nebraska, and I bind you from every single group that was going to plan a riot in every city in Nebraska or a protest that would hurt other people. You are bound in the name of Jesus, and I put the blood of Jesus, and I dispatched the angels, blah, 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 blah. You know, and I prayed. No weapon formed against any city in Nebraska will prosper. You know, I just wondered because I've, I've heard that, see, just like you did with the, and I did that once too, because Patty was, she uh, applied to Oral Roberts University and we weren't hearing that she was accepted. We kept, oh, was getting close to the time. It was August already. And you know what? I told, uh, all of a sudden, I was kind of young then as a Christian, uh, but you, uh, I said, angels, I dispatch you to go to that desk. Whoever is, you know, sends the letter out and accepts them yeah. and cut all the red tape. If there's piles on there, make the, her pile come to the top. And two days later, we got, we got the reply. See, God will answer you in all that stuff if you, you just hang on. Even by the little nail, maybe it's a split nail, and it's just, you're hanging on to the rope with a split nail. Don't give up. Ever, ever, ever. Okay. Now, so I'm going to, I don't know, I'm talking about healing, and I was looking a couple of weeks ago, well, we had Father's Day last week, but a couple of weeks ago, we talked about healing, but I'm going to talk about it again, and I thought, your sermon, I look back on what I, the notes I'd written, and it's almost the same. But now I didn't look at the other one. But we need to constantly feed on the word of God for healing. Healing is a huge thing in my body, too. I'm constantly fighting something. So see, but do you know that if you feed on any part of the word of God, that it, it is good for that area also? Because, I mean, what about all those scriptures? They don't even talk about healing. No weapon formed against my body shall prosper. You know, all kinds of stuff. So, so no matter what the problem, the word of God helps you. So don't leave that out. And I, you know, I love all those scriptures that say, the word is forever settled in heaven, right? If the word of God is forever settled, and heaven and earth will pass away, but this word can't pass away, and, and the word is actually Jesus. Why aren't we in it more? <laughs> when problems happen and we, we want to look at it. I mean, look at what it says about your problem. Everything can be solved by Jesus. 
so I tell you what, feeding on the word builds your health. It builds, yeah. builds all kinds of area. But let's put up 1 Peter 2.24 out of the King James. And I, this is the same thing that we need. Okay, so that, that scripture, you know, you need to know some of this stuff by heart too. But himself bear my sins in his own body on the tree that I being dead to sin might live unto righteousness and then all of a sudden by whose stripes I was healed <laughs> you know but just just look at that who his own self he bear your sins sin is the cause of sickness not that you're the sinner it was Adam's sin. Because before, when Adam and Eve were in the garden, it was perfect and they had no sickness or disease. As soon as they were chased out of the garden because of sin, and that's when sickness and disease and weeds and all that stuff came into the earth. It's true. And that, that's why Jesus had to come back and restore it. You know, even when I was born again, I didn't understand that for years later. That, hey... Somebody said to me, actually, this was some guy who had murdered somebody. <laughs> and he was from prison, and he says, you know, the Garden of Eden is in our heart. And I went, oh, it is. I mean, I was a young, young Christian. And it's true, because we were in prison ministry. But see, see, but he had that understanding of what it meant. Okay, his own self bear our sins. So he took those sins in his own body because otherwise he took, with that he took the sickness, see, on the tree, on the cross, that we, being dead to sin, should live unto righteousness. See, and it says in 2 Corinthians 5, 20, 21, that he exchanged his righteousness for our sins. He took our sins. He said, here, take my righteousness so you can get healed. I mean, so you can have all this stuff. So you can have finances. So I can help you when you don't have enough finances. See, we've got to know this. He redeemed us from poverty. He redeemed us from sickness and, and spiritual death. Everybody gets the spiritual death. Oh, yes. Well, I'm going to go to hell if I don't become a Christian. And I know later in my notes, but I'll say it now. John 3, 3 says, don't, don't take that off, but... Wait a minute, By, I better finish this. <laughs> but it, well, it, it says, if you're not born again, if you do not become born again, you will never see the kingdom of God. You'll never see it. All right, but so he exchanged those sins for righteousness. So then he, all that had to happen, and then he was beaten, which he didn't even have to take. Because then he thought, okay, I'll take the bruising. Yeah. Remember how Jolene got bruised when she fell? Yeah. You know what? But I said those bruises were healing right. inside of her. And she got rid of them really fast. Yeah. Almost forgot it happened. By whose stripes you were healed. Because he took every sin, every sickness, every sickness. The cross, he took the sin by his blood. You know what I mean? But the sickness was the beating. And Rick Renner really explains that. But, oh, see, see, that made us dead to sin. 
And it says we can, we can live unto righteousness. If you live a righteous life, if you really try, and then if you goof up and you repent to God, you know what? You are going to be dead to sin. If you goof up, big deal. But see, then it talks about healing. And this happened way before we were born. Way before. Let's go to, I just want to put up Isaiah 53, 4 and 5 out of the Amplified. There, that's just the one thing is the sickness thing. Right now I'm fighting something too. You know, I wrote something in my Bible a long time. I'll just show you. It's right down here. And I was reading it this morning. And um, I think I'm going to read that first before we even read verses 4 and 5. First, first let me read uh, verse 10 in Isaiah 54. I mean 53. Did I say 54 before? I hope not. 53, good heavens. That's the... Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> okay. Just think about this. This, like, makes me cry, <laughs> almost. It was the will of the Lord to bruise his son. It was the will of the Lord to be, for him to, God, God the Father said, I'll let my son be beaten to pieces with a cat of nine tails and how he always says there were nine of them and on each end there was broken glass and metal, metal pieces of metal, bone. Can you imagine? And those, those were like big muscular soldiers and they would just go, you know what? And then they would drag it real slow. So it will go down. Now, I mean... That it was the will of God the Father because he loved you so much. Meditate on that. I'll tell you what. It was the will of the Lord to bruise his son Jesus. I'll put it that way. It doesn't say it that way. He put him, now the word grief, though, actually means sickness. He put him to sickness and weakness and distress. Stress for you. He made him sick for you. And it was his will. Now, I'm not even going to read the rest of that. I just want you to think about that sometime. Now go Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. Because if you meditate on all this, it really helps you to receive his healing. When I had cancer, you know, in the left side of my breast, and then I had it removed... And he says, give me, because, I mean, they tell you it's going to come back. And I refused all the pills and all that. And he said, and, he's, and I remember at the end of the year, and it was come out of my spirit, because I would have thought, he said, receive my grace, Jackie, receive it. And give me permission to heal you. Sometimes we, we tie God's hands by trying to do all this stuff ourselves and get all stressed out. I've been there. That's why I know. But give it to him. Receive what he's done for you. If you start meditating on all this that I just told you, it was the will of the Father, you know, to do that. Hi. Okay, we're on Isaiah 50. Okay, no. Okay. 
So this is Isaiah 53, verse 4. This was done way before. Isaiah saw it in the spirit realm. He was a prophet, and he saw that God did it. You know what he did it? Before the foundations of the world, before he created the earth. He had it all ready. It says, surely, that means guaranteed, absolutely. He has borne our griefs. Now, in the King James, it says griefs, but really what it means, sicknesses, weaknesses, and distresses, distresses. You know, there's things we got to do, like, you know, it's distressful not to have your car. It's distressful for, you know, there's just all kinds of stuff that happens to us. And he carried our sorrow, which means sorrow in 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 the uh, Hebrew means uh, the pain of punishment. Yet we ignorantly considered Jesus stricken, smitten, and afflicted by God, as if with leprosy. You know what? Because the people thought, "Well, surely, huh. oh, this Jesus did lots of miracles. He did a lot. But look at him." They, they, they caught him and look, he's died on the cross. He must have been saying blasphemy. That's what they thought of him. <laughs> so you play okay, the next one, next verse. But he was wounded for our transgressions. Those are the sins that we commit off and on, you know, but you repent right away for him. He was bruised, beaten for our guilt and iniquities. Our iniquities are like generational curses that try to come down the line to you. And he, he, he took it all. You see, already we're redeemed from the curse, rescued from the curse of the law. All right, let me read the rest. The chastisement needful to obtain peace. You know what? The loss of peace is one of the biggest causes of sickness. The Lord said that to Nancy Dufresne. And I thought, you know, that's something I've had to fight for. <laughs> peace. The chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was put upon him. And with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. Forever the word of God is settled in heaven. Heaven and earth will pass away, but the word won't pass away. Uh, wait, I have one more here. Um, uh, where is it? The entrance of the word gives you light. Oh, there's a whole bunch of them. So, so healing was purchased for us. It was purchased for us long ago. You know what? If, if, and we need to move into everything that he's purchased for us. But when, when you become burned again, it's all, actually all yours. It's like getting an inheritance. You inherited, like, like you know, my, my dad died. Well, the inheritance went to my mother. But my mother died. Then each one of us, we got some inheritance, you know, from there. When my husband died, there wasn't any money, <laughs> even though he was a doctor, <laughs> even though he was already studying to be a pediatrician. There wasn't any because he was a, um, uh, anyway, it doesn't make any difference. <laughs> God provided. <laughs> anyway, let me read what I wrote way back. 
Bruising, okay, that, and it was to do with verse 10. It was the will of the Lord to bruise Jesus. Bruising Jesus provided health and healing for his people. When Jesus went to hell and then was resurrected out of hell, from that day forward, people wouldn't have to suffer sickness, pain, and disease. I need to read that more often. <laughs> I mean, because, you know, uh, Jesus was made sick so you could be well. He went to hell so we could live eternally with him. He left heaven so we would be welcome there. He left the throne room of God so we could go there in his name. Jesus is alive and well, and he's not hurting. He took all the benefits of redemption. He put our names on a package as a gift. And he said, here, pick these up at any time you need them. Pick them up. Jesus was bruised so we wouldn't have to be. The price has been paid. Healing and health belong to us. I need to read that more. <laughs> you know, sometimes you write stuff in there, this book. Uh, let's see. Actually, it was Elsa who gave it to me. I got the date. 2013. I got a new Bible now, but this is really beat up. Okay, so for example, in Ephesians 1.3, and it, and, it, and it says that uh, we are blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. I'm constantly saying this one. But the Norley translation, I said Norway last time. <laughs> and then I thought, you said that wrong. <laughs> I even spelled it to you, it was wrong. But it's Norley translation. It says, we are already blessed with everything that heaven enjoyed. Is there any sickness in heaven? Is there any lack in heaven? Is there any depression in heaven? That's what that scripture means. You know what? You need to repeat it every day, every day. And when stuff goes wrong, I got to say this stuff. Say it out loud because it helps you. You are already blessed with everything heaven already enjoys. You know why? Because in Colossians 1.13, it says when you got born again, you were translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light, to the kingdom of God's dear son. And in that kingdom is no sickness and disease, no lack, no depression, none of it. It's like heaven. And it says that already belongs to us. We're supposed to be enjoying it. You know, if you keep seeing these scriptures every day, we're going to get, you're going to get, it's going to be better. <laughs> okay, now even then, and I've said this before too, though, the Lord's Prayer, all of a sudden I went, click, because <laughs> I didn't memorize it when I was a kid, you know, was, you just, blah, 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 blah. you don't even listen, but I'm glad I did memorize it because I thought, Wait a minute. The Lord's prayer says, thy will be done. No, first it says, thy kingdom come. We were praying for the kingdom to come. And Jesus came and brought the kingdom. It says, everything that he preached was the kingdom of God. That's what he was preaching. Okay. So, and then the, that Lord's prayer says, thy kingdom come. And we got it. <laughs> and thy will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. 
So, see, we actually live in, and I said this the other day, a new kingdom, a new nation. It actually says we're in a new nation when you get born again. And that nation, that kingdom is never, ever going to be destroyed. And, and it shall be given to us if we keep staying in it. And some people give up and go. But you know what? Be faithful. Because I, then I look, and we're not going to, don't put these scriptures up, but I'll just give them to you if you want to look them up. Daniel 7, verses 14, 18, and 27 says, it's an everlasting kingdom. And we're in it right now. <laughs> See, in that kingdom, healing and health have been made ours. And it's one of the blessings that we already have. Okay, so this too, when, when we were, see, this is all becomes revelation knowledge to you. Open the eyes of my understanding, Lord, flood my heart with light. And see, some of this stuff I didn't get before, even though I knew the scriptures. And now it's like, ugh, I get it, <laughs> more so. When we were born again, we were made new creations in Christ. And that's what he made us to be as soon as he said, Jesus be my Lord and Savior. John 3, 3, there it is. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And some people say that by whose stripes we were healed means spiritual healing. Anybody ever tell you that? Yeah? How many people? I've... I've yeah, I was argued with at the Christian school because there were kids from other, you know, and I went, just think, you can be healed. I said to this little girl, she went home and told her mother, and she says, my mommy said that was spiritual healing, that wasn't bodily healing. And I went, Ugh. I just left some things go, because it was just, <laughs> anyways, no use. Um, okay, no, it does not. Indeed. You became a brand new creation, creature in your spirit, man. So your, okay, your, your spirit wasn't healed. It was made absolutely new. The old man was destroyed and it was absolutely new. Okay, if you ever hear, well, there's an old dog and a new dog in you. Don't, that's wrong teaching. There's a new dog in you, period. The old dog was put away. Watch out for that. That's an error teaching that goes around. See, and that's why you sin sometimes. No, that's your flesh. That's just your flesh. Okay, but it's not in here because they kind of, okay. So I remember Kenneth Hagin saying, if, if we got... He said, it's like the outside of your flesh that needs to be healed or organs inside, whatever. If, if, just say you have a big, ugly sore in your nose and it's healed. Did you get a new nose? No. Uh -uh. No, it was just healed. That's all. It looks better. <laughs> but, but see, people say, well, you, you know, that it was just a healed spirit. Uh -uh, that's, that's not right. Okay, well, now, all sin, though, the, okay, 
And you were saying, bless, oh, I love it. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul. What? What's your soul? See, that's not your spirit. Now that gets, can get healed too, but it only is healed by the word of God. See, your spirit, brand new. Brand new. New nothing. The devil can't get in there. He can't get in that spirit. But then there's the soul. He can get in the soul area, in your mind, in your will, in your emotions. He can get into that. And that's why you got to renew your mind with the word. You've got to say these scriptures over and over and over and over to get it. Because, see, there were things going on, and I, I, I let them lax. Huh, then I start getting, you just, I mean, that flesh just wants to come right back up. It's, it's something else. And I, then I thought, man, I got to get, I got to say these scriptures out loud hmm, to keep moving on. And it is worse now than it ever has been in the, the stuff that's coming against us, the darkness, because there's more demons unleashed because of what has happened with the government and everything else. It was there all the time anyway, though it's just getting exposed. Okay, see, but because God made you a new creation in Christ when you were born again, you became his child, really and truly his child. He gave you an inheritance which includes healing and health and money and righteousness and peace and joy and victory. Uh, most people think he didn't care about our money. Yes, he does. He wants it for, just don't you want the money for your children? Why, our God is nicer than any parent. The nicest parent in the world, God is nicer. And wants us to have stuff. All of these we were born into at the new birth. All of that stuff you inherited. We don't have to do, try to become them. We were just born into it. So when I was born into the earth, see, it, I'll give this, and I heard Nancy Dufresne say this. So, but I heard somebody else say it too way back when I was talking about righteousness. I was born a female. I didn't have to try to become it. In the same way, at the new birth, I was born into victory, into health, into prosperity, into everything that's already in heaven. And I don't have to do try to become those things. I was born into them by becoming born again. So we were healed because of what Jesus did for us. And the word of God tells us, so we have to, we need to believe the word of God. See, most people believe everything else. The reports they hear, the stuff they see, the reports of the doctor, the reports out here. You know, okay. So this develops then into faith. We haven't talked about it. It said the just. You know what the definition of just is there? Those who... God looks at just as if they had never sinned. That's you, born again. When you get born again, he looks at you just as if you had never sinned. You know why? Because he looks at you through the blood of Jesus. That's that mercy seed up there. He does. God the Father does. It, this is all truth. It, I can prove it with scriptures. 
See, regardless of what we see or feel or hear, though, in this natural flesh, in this natural world, we need to believe the Bible. Why? Because you can burn up all the Bibles, but the Bible, it says at the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It was Jesus. Jesus is the Word. Can you burn him up? Can you destroy him? No. This Word, every word in here is... See, so if we believe anything different, we're off of the Word. That we, we, we need to... Okay. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I hear. I'm not moved by what I feel. How long have I been saying that? <laughs> but I get moved by it too. I understand. And when I am moved by it, I am in the flesh. So I need to build my spirit back up. With the word of God, I need to repeat. Oh, we've given you sheets over sheets. We could give you sheets right now. I give you a whole bunch of them. Say those things out loud. And you'll become a giant in the spirit realm. Your spirit man will come on the outside of you. <laughs> See, we've got to believe this word. All right. So you got symptoms in the body. All right. So John 6, 63, and you don't have to put this up there either. It says, the spirit makes you alive. It said his spirit quickens, but I like to say the spirit of God makes you alive because that's what it means. Your flesh profits nothing. You know, you, you can lift, well, is that wrong? You, you need to keep your body in good shape too, but it's not wrong to you know, lift weights, but it, it's all going to pass away. But your flesh profits nothing. The spirit makes you alive. Your spirit man. The words that I speak, Jesus said, they are spirit and they are life. This word is spirit and it's life. See, you are a spirit being. You're never gonna you're never gonna just go on the earth and crumble up. Your body is, but not your and you have a soul, which is your mind, will, and emotions. And you live in a body which actually just gives you the right to walk on the earth. Your birth certificate, you could slam it in the devil's face and say, look, because of this birth certificate, I have authority in the earth. You see, the devil's looking for a body to use, but so is God. Oh, God is sovereign. He gave that. He, not his sovereignty. He's sovereign by his word. And when he went and sent it up to heaven, he says, I give all my authority to you. See, you got to read the word and you got to read the word with clarity and with revelation, knowledge and impartation. And that's why you need to be spirit filled too. Because you are not going to get that without it. Okay, so his words are spirit and they are life. Okay, you got symptoms in your body. Okay, I, I do right now. <laughs> not, not right this second, but, I, but I, I've, I've been. Symptoms, hip, boom. Okay, that's a fact. Yeah. 
Facts change, but the truth of God's word cannot change. You can't destroy this. Truth, you ever play, how many people play cards in here? Truth trumps the facts. Donald Trump, no. <laughs> so you see, the truth believed will change the facts. So you got to believe, you got to speak it out loud that you are here, but you've got to speak it out loud or else it's not going to get in here. You can't just read it. Okay, regardless of what you feel. Okay, now I can preach this because I've done it. Because speaking truth will change what you are feeling. Why? Because it's all already done. He already gave us our whole inheritance. He gave us all that stuff when he died on the cross. Honestly, I was told Jesus died on the cross, and I'm grateful to my denomination for telling me there was God and Jesus and, and the Holy Ghost, but I didn't even know why he died on the cross. Really, I didn't. And we would just cry because of the torture he went through. Well, you know what? We actually should be happy. <laughs> he did it, did it for you. See, the truth will believed will change the facts. And see, we, they call us believers, but sometimes I wonder, you know, do we really believe? Okay, the devil will try to deceive you. And he tries to deceive you into thinking you have to try to get healed. I've been there. Now, you are not the sick trying to get healed. You are the healed, and sickness tries to steal your healing from you. <laughs> Take the upper thing because you are. It's already a done deal. God's not going to do anything about your healing. People get mad at him because he didn't heal him, but he already did it. You've got to believe it and receive it. See, it's so easy, though, to slip back into natural thinking. And I've been there. Walking by what you see and feel and hear and taste and touch, you know, that's, that's the senses. This is a sense world. And the world system lives in the sense world and makes decisions by the sense world. But we should come above that. See, the word says to walk by faith and not by sight. That means not just by sight. Yeah, because you might see a doctor's report, you know. You, you, might, you might feel the pain. You might hear the report. Or, or, you know, hear uh, yourself groan <laughs> and whatever. <laughs> so, but that's 2 Corinthians 5, 7. We walk by faith and not by sight. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. See, symptoms do not change what we have inherited, <laughs> which was made ours. You know what? If the devil, devil was totally eliminated off the earth, there wouldn't be any, there won't there wouldn't be any more symptoms. It's the truth. The devil wants you to think that you have to get something or do something in works. And that is called religion. Yep. A lot of stuff with religion is just a whole bunch of laws and rules and regulations. Some people in religion don't even know God in their heart. 
You got to know him. See, he, the devil doesn't want you to know it's already yours. Okay, some people say, well, okay, if I'm healed, why don't I feel healed? <laughs> okay, now, I mean, I've done that too. <laughs> because you're carnal, fleshy, body ruled. It's the truth. In other words, they are being led by the physical senses of your body. What you feel, see, hear, taste, touch. See, that's instead of believing what the Word says. But if you never get into the Word and you never get those scriptures and, and speak them out loud, so they get out loud, so you're, they go in here. Otherwise, they're not going to go in there. Okay. Your healing was done. It was paid, <clears throat> paid for when Jesus was beaten at the whipping post. And if I doubt that I'm healed because of what I'm feeling, then I'm carnal, flesh, or body rule. Let me tell you, you don't know, I've had lots of things wrong with me. <laughs> I almost died from appendicitis when I was five. I mean, and there was no antibiotics that existed. I was that young. I mean, I was that old or born that long ago. <laughs> anyway... Anyway, I mean, I had pneumonia in both lungs and peritonitis and um, uh, gangrene had set in. <laughs> and, uh, something else. Uh, anyway, he was trying to kill me when I was five. Yeah, four and a half or five. Yep. And they didn't know what it was, so they left it go. They said it was the flu. <laughs> you know. And then on top of the worst thing they could have done, see, and in those days, you know what, the doctors would give her an enema. I went, ah, I remember screaming, no, I won't. <laughs> yeah, but that, they thought that you'd get rid of, I don't know what, that's just methods. Yeah, what about, yeah, yeah bloodletting. Okay, but, but that probably burst the appendix, you know. That's the worst thing you could do. But, uh, but God got me through that. See what I mean? I, I don't know what I was exactly saying there. But he will try. You're not the sick. Remember, trying to get healed. You're the healed, and sickness tries to steal your healing from you. Okay, so be led by the word of God, but get in it. Sure, you're standing up there saying, that's what I was going to say to you. No, I've been through a lot of things. Lots of things. I've had four C-sections. I've had surgery, you know, on my knee. Just lots of things. And you have to, you have to be strong and buck it up. Or else these symptoms come and I'll go, you will not take me out. You will not do this to me. In fact, I get bolder. When something happens, see, but I don't want you to be weaklings. Don't just, I give up. Don't do it. You got to press. <laughs> be bold, be strong, be courageous. For the Lord your God is with you. That's in Joshua. <laughs> okay. So instead of believing what the word says, why did I put that? What the word says, your healing was done and paid for when Jesus was beaten at the whipping post. Okay. 
If I doubt that I'm healed because of what I'm feeling, then I'm carnal, I'm fleshly, body ruled. And really, if we believe anything else more than what we, then we believe what God says, we are carnal and fleshy. <laughs> Somebody said once, and I don't mean to offend you because I've done it too, they called him a meathead. <laughs> so, so we're being dominated sometimes by the five physical senses. Now, let me read Romans, uh, go to Romans 4, Romans 8, Verse, four, uh, verse 5. And uh, do this out of the King James. And, you know, you can go to the Amplified yourself sometime if you have it. But it's so wordy that you almost lose your train of thought. And that's why I brought the Living Bible, because I'm going to read it out of King James and then the Living. Okay. So, the King James. Okay. For they that are after the flesh, do mind the things of the flesh. You mind, you're mindful of the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit, the word of God. To be carnally minded is death and defeat. It'll defeat you. I put defeat right on top of death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace because the carnal fleshly mind is an enemy enmity but that means enemy against God for it is not subject to the law of God the carnal mind neither indeed can be because it's not in agreement with God it's not now, I'm just going to ask you this. Is your mind in the flesh? Well, it's in the soul. See, there's, there's this feeling thing with this. Someday your body's going to just decay in the grave, but your soul and your spirit are going to heaven or to hell. There's no purgatory. Okay. Now, let's see. Uh, the carnal mind is an enemy against God, not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Okay, next verse. So then they that are in the flesh cannot even please God. You can't even please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. You can be in the spirit if you're born again. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Does he? Even when you're operating in the flesh, does the Spirit of God dwell in you? Yes. Yeah, he never leaves. Now, if any man has not the Spirit of Christ, well, he's not none of his. He's not born again. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But see, we're just letting, we're, we're, we're quenching that Spirit. You know what I'm talking about? How do you unquench it? You get in the Word. You renew your mind. You have to renew your soul. It's so important. We're teaching that in a Bible study. We already had it, but I'll tell you the revelation knowledge we have now is way higher than the first time we did it. Without renewing your mind, you're not going to go any place as a Christian. You might go to heaven, 
but I want the highest place. I want a higher place. I want to walk on the stars and, and rule and reign. Some people won't even ever see God Almighty, the Father. They'll go to heaven but never see him. Okay, but it's because the spirit, okay, and if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life or alive because of righteousness. Now here, this is a healing scripture, the next one. But of the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. If you're born again, does it? He that raised up Christ from the dead, God the Father raised Christ out of hell, right? It shall make alive your mortal, mortal means death bound, and we are all going to someday, unless we're raptured. But, but it could be that your liver is on a death-bound way. Your stomach, your digestive system, or your, your colon, or your heart, or your, um, well, but these are organs I'm mentioning. Okay, it's a little different. <laughs> the spleen, or I mean anything. Your bladder, <laughs> kidneys, things like that. They could be on the funk. You know what? But because that, if you can believe in this and you can build yourself up to appoint the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in me and it makes alive my kidneys. And I kept saying that it kills that cancer in my body. In fact, here, here's the way to say it. If the spirit of him that the same spirit raised Jesus from the dead lives in it, me and me and that resurrection life is piercing. Since I was a nurse, I think of a, a syringe <laughs> piercing, then it penetrates in there, permeates, it kind of spreads and it saturates that resurrection life is saturating that part and healing it. <laughs> And making it alive. Okay. So it quickens your mortal bodies by his spirit that lives in you. You're, you See, that's, that's one of the best healing scriptures. I love that scripture. If you really get into it. And then somebody, I think from Rama, uh, or they got hold of Kenneth Hagin when he said that once. Penetrates. It pierces. <laughs> First pierces, penetrates, permeates, saturates, and makes that, that part of you alive. Okay, now let's keep reading. Verse 12, therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to constantly pat our flesh. Be tough on yourself sometimes. With verse 12. But to live, we are not debtors, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. Verse 13, for if you live after the flesh, you're going to die. Or some parts of your body are going to die. But if you, through the Spirit, do mortify or subdue the deeds of the body, you shall live. Quit babying yourself. <laughs> I tell you, what, I've had migraine headaches and I've come to church and preached and it left. 
For if you live after the flesh, you're going to die. But if yeah. you through the Spirit do subdue, I'm going to say this again, yeah. subdue, submit the deeds of the body. I submit my body, God, and I'm going to live after the Spirit. You will live for as many as are led by the Spirit of God. They're the sons and daughters of God. Okay. So what God has for us is fulfilled when we are dominated by our spirit and not dominated and therefore submitted to the five physical senses of the flesh. So living the life of the flesh is being carnal or led by the flesh. So in other words, we believe the body more than we believe God's word when we do that. I know I'm telling you some stuff you might have never heard before. I'm backing all this up with scripture. In Hebrews 11.6, it says, in fact, put Hebrews 11.6 up there. Out of the King James. It says you can't even, uh, right. Okay, for example, this, four times in the whole Bible, it says the just those just as if they had never sinned shall live by faith. Faith doesn't look at the circumstances. Faith looks at the word of God. And in Hebrews, now look at this scripture. But with the faith, we cannot please God. It's impossible, impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that God is. Oh, I believe that God is. Big deal. That isn't what that means that he is everything he says in his word. Must believe that God is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently, diligently, faithfully, pressing forward, not just, you know what? You're not going to do this to me because the word of God says I can have this. Diligently seek him. You have got to seek. He's done all this, but you've got to seek in the word. Yes. I, there's a lot of churches that don't even tell you to read the Bible. It's impossible to be a, a, to grow as a Christian without reading this Bible. It is. So you can't even please God without faith. Because then you'll be body ruled, flesh people, and you're not in faith. And you live, a, honestly, a hell of a life on earth. You don't receive from God when you're in that kind of a flow. See, God isn't pleased when we don't receive. Just like you're, what if you got your, one of your kids, you know, woohoo, a really good car. You got him a Lamborghini and you saved your money for it and sacrificed. Anyway, yeah, that's not the car I wanted. It's the wrong color. That would hurt your feelings, Right? Have you ever had anybody take your present and just go, oh, that hurts. So God isn't pleased when we don't receive what he's given us and so desires for us to receive because of the huge price, price he paid for, his, for our healing. Torture, man, beaten, beaten to death. Faith is in our spirit, man, it's not in your mind. It's not in your feelings. You don't have 
faith because you feel like you have faith. Feelings have nothing to do with faith or healing. So remember, carnal people are ruled by their flesh, and they can be Christians. But they only believe what their flesh tells them or what the reports tell them. But as faith faithful, we believe what God's word tells us, regardless of feelings. And if you live just based on what you feel in your flesh, you're going to rob yourself of all the benefits God has provided and which we inherited. And see, we're, then you just, you just live a miserable life. And I mean, gosh, I want to be joyful. Amen. I mean, I, I'm this old and I still didn't get it. I just getting it. <laughs> What's well, true, it must have taken me a long time. Soft head, not hard head. <laughs> see, it's already given to us. It's made ours. And that's why we, that's why. I just can't tell you enough. You've got to renew your mind. You've got to get in this word. And you've got to know who you are in Christ. What he has done for you. And what you can do because of the word. And because he lives in you. See, it's ours. And we've got to quit opening the door to the devil through wrong thinking. And that's why we even, well, you know what, put Ephesians 1, 16 through 19 up there, out of the King James. We need to say, that's why I say that prayer. Kenneth Hagin said, say it every day, every day. Now, I've been hammering this for 28 years. Has anybody done it? Have you listened? Say this prayer. Because he's saying, I wouldn't know how to explain this to you with revelation unless I had said that prayer. I, he's the one who does it. God, I, I go like this. I zip open my heart. Just put in there. I want to know. Okay. I cease not to give thanks for the whole body of Christ. You can put people's name in there. Making mention of, of them in my prayers. Go ahead. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, and a lot of times I'll say my God too. He might God too. <laughs> the Father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom. God, I want to have wisdom from your word to understand it. That's what I say. And revelation, revealed knowledge, how to apply it. In the knowledge of him. See, it doesn't do any good if you know this, but you never act on it. You never apply it when the rubber meets the road. Okay, next verse. The eyes of my understanding, those are eyes in your heart, being enlightened, lit up, that you may know. So I can know the hope of his calling. Because his calling is wonderful. And what the riches are of the glory of the inheritance in the saints. Everybody thinks that's going to be when you get in heaven. It's supposed to be down on the earth. Whatever, whatever is in heaven, I can already enjoy on earth. Because I've been translated out of darkness to the kingdom of God. Those are all scriptures. You've got to put them together. See, when you seek God, you can jump from one book to the next book. Oh, that goes with the Lord's Prayer. Oh, that goes with Ephesians 1. Oh, that goes with Colossians 1.13. But see, you've been saying it and saying it. 
And so you think about it all of a sudden. See, that's seeking. God plays, maybe tries to, you know, you play hide and seek, but you find his knowledge. See, then we're going to know the riches of his glory and the inheritance he gave us by being beaten to pieces and dying on a cross and being nailed and tortured and everything else in the saints, because you're a saint. Okay, the next verse, the last one. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power, one more which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. In other words, you have resurrection power living inside of you. He said he demonstrated the power he gave you. Now, after saying that for years, I went, oh, all of a sudden one day it went click. It became rhema. It's resurrection power and it lives in you, but it lays dormant. If you don't use it or apply it or, you know, Okay, so I'm not going to say the rest of it, but the rest of it's good too. Okay, okay, I'm almost done. Now, some will surely say, if healing belongs to me, why don't I have it in my body? What belongs to you, you have to receive because it's already a done deal. You know, it's like going to the store. It's there, but you're never going to get it unless you buy it. Well, we're not, we don't even have to buy it, but we have to receive it. And it doesn't fall on you automatically. You have to lay hold of faith. And the only way faith comes by? And hearing what? The word of God. That's the only way you're going to get it. But you got to hear it. And you can't hear it unless it's spoken out loud. So you got to say it out loud. That's why I'm telling you. Okay. Okay, so... We are not healed because we feel healed. We are healed for one reason, because Jesus bought it and purchased it for us and made it ours. Faith in his word and in God say, I'm healed because of what your word says, even though I'm having symptoms. And when I do that, you know what? The symptoms will leave. If you really apply that, regardless of how I feel, when pain and symptoms come, well, here, say this. I'm healed because Jesus purchased my healing. Regardless of what I feel, I'm healed. I already have my healing, and I refuse it to be stolen from me. Amen. That's who's stealing it. See, healing is received in the Spirit from the Holy Spirit, and then it manifests in the physical body. There is... Then I wrote a little bit more. <laughs> that, was, that was this morning or last night. I can't remember. Smith, okay, I think it was Smith Wigglesworth. He said this. Sin is the foul offspring of of its father, Satan, and its mother, sin. Sickness is the foul offspring of its father, Satan, and its mother, sin. See, we place so much importance on the physical health 
that we've ignored the root of health, which is in our spirit. Honestly, I got this from a letter from Annette Caps, and it was just that she sent us this this pamphlet. I did I did, the pamphlet though wasn't about what I taught, but but she said this in the letter, and I read it last. I went, man, this is so good. It goes with it. Okay, so all right. So we placed so much importance on the physical health that we ignored the root of health, which is in is it uh, in our spirit. Healing from God through Jesus Christ is received in the spirit and then it will manifest in the physical body by faith. Earlier, I said, I said that some people believe Jesus healed our spirit but made no provision for our body. I don't know how many people ever thought that. Do you think that being born again was the healing of the spirit? It wasn't. Uh-uh. Okay. This is impossible because sin and sickness are synonymous. Okay? Without sin, there was no sickness in the world. And you sin mostly with your body. I mean, your mouth, your ears, your eyes, you know. Whatever happens in the spirit manifests in the flesh or the physical. Now, some people's spirit has been wounded, too. But you can get over that by this. Quit hanging on to that stuff. It's making your life miserable. See, how is your spiritual health? What is going on in your heart? So then I, where did I get? I, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. No, this is what she said too. We have to guard right now, especially against strife and anger and hatred and jealousy and gossip, and judgment of other people, and unforgiveness. These are all roots. They're the root of physical sickness. It's going to make you sick. Sickness in your spirit is a root for sickness in your body. James 3.16 says, For where envy and strife are, there is confusion in every evil work. Strife and anger and hatred and evil speaking is like miracle grow fertilizer to sickness and disease. Ooh, she said that. Be careful what you expose yourself to because hatred and evil speaking is contagious. Do you get around somebody? Just protect your heart, your spirit. And don't enter into strife or jealousy or envy. See, pray for your enemies as Jesus taught. Okay, we'll look this scripture up and then I'll quit. First Peter 3.10. Let him, I'm going to read it out of the, okay. For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking guile. Guile is treachery, deceit, gossip, and all that stuff. In other words, keep your tongue 
from speaking contrary to the love of God. Amen. That's what I got. Amen. Period. Hallelujah. What time is it? So, anyway, get in the word. I, I beseech you. As a church that we need to grow. Okay. I, I wanted to say this too. We're in a faith camp. We believe in the word of faith. Some people don't like that camp. But I can tell you what. The results, you get results in that camp. Now I don't financially, physically, spiritually. Because we believe in the word. I've even heard born-again, spirit-filled Christians criticize and say, well, they make the Word their God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. <laughs> Read the Word. <laughs> See, <laughs> I mean, I was a baby Christian. I figured that one out. <laughs> it's because we made the kids at school memorize that. <laughs> but just... You know, healing is a done deal. And maybe if we keep talking about it, you know what? I actually talked about it because I knew it would help me. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, you know, but I know it's going to help you too. Because <laughs> we got to fight the good fight of faith. There's so much out there that tries to push against you. You know what? Because, Wow. We have got, if, if we walk with God yes. in the spirit, oh my God, yes. we really get this and really live it. Yes. See, it's, it's great to know all this stuff, but if you know it and never apply it, yes. what's the sense of it? You know, it's just a big waste of time. And you keep, you hang in there. Faith, you know what? Faith is violent. Amen. Faith is, is a, there's a force of faith that can, it says the violent take it by force. They take what the kingdom of heaven, they take it by force. You got to get bold. Ask for boldness. You know what? It says, the first time I read that, I thought, oh, that must be the enemy. Uh -uh, it wasn't. It was talking about us. We're to be violent with the word of God. I mean, like, so... You cannot do this to me. You detect fear coming on you. Say, God, get out of here. Because that is a spirit that is probably from here through the ceiling. That's how big it is. Fear is huge. It will destroy your life. But you've got scripture. Even if you feel the fear, even if you go like this, like Kenneth Hagin was. He said, I said, I got you to give me a spirit of fear. I was in a tornado once going to Oklahoma, taking my, I wasn't even uh, actually doing this yet or nothing. Um, yeah, in the seven, yeah, no, wait a minute. We got, yeah, it was in the 80s, yeah. But it was in a red station wagon, yeah. That was a 70-something. Anyway, and I was taking them back, uh, taking, no, I was getting boxes so I could pick up Patty at Oral Roberts University. And, um, went through Kansas by myself, and, um, and I went, this looks bad. I saw this, like a, a sheet in the, in the sky, and it was waving back and forth. 
and everybody was stopping, and the wind and the darkness was coming worse and worse. And, <laughs> and so I, everybody was parking off to the side, so I parked off to the side too. And I was like, it started to hail like softballs. I said, our car was badly damaged, actually. But I kept, what if it comes through the windshield? I thought, I'll go crawl in the back with the boxes. <laughs> and you know what? I was a new, fairly new, but I knew Psalm 91 was, <laughs> and I had a Bible. So I was just so enthusiastic about knowing God. It was probably 81, 1981. And I had the Bible sitting next to me, and I was going to Tulsa where there's lots of preaching, good preaching. And, and, um, and I went, uh, in my hand was good. I didn't know Bahar. I was like, something you want. Like this. But I got it and I said, He who dwells in the sea secret police of the most high God. I mean, it was a spirit of fear. I don't know if I do. God didn't give us a spirit of fear yet. But I, don't. But I said that psalm, you know, and then. I mean, you know, I, we came out of it. At least the windshield did break, but the car was boom, 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 boom. It was full of little boom, 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 all over the place. And, um, and I stopped at, I, at a gas station when we got into a town in Kansas. And I told the guy, I said, everybody was talking about it, you know. And I said, I saw a sheet. And he said, that's a tornado. <laughs> he said, that's the sight of a tornado. And I went, oh. <laughs> the car was, uh, was shaken. Really, I mean, moving back and forth. Hey. <laughs> but, but see, you, you go to the Word. But I see I was already trained to go to the Word. Yeah. You know why? Because I went to a Word of Faith church yeah. at Omaha. Yeah. And I already heard Kenneth Hagin, and that's why I was trying to find a church like that. There was one in Omaha. <laughs> one at that time. They're all over the place now. Yeah, there wasn't not. No, there might have been born-again, spirit-filled churches here in Fremont. With our, but not not with that word of faith, getting into the word. But see, we can all we can all get in the flesh and or get overly busy, and you know. So you got to keep it up. But really, healing is a huge one to keep up, and finances too. The wealth of the wicked has been laid up for the righteous, and it's going to come into the hands of those who know how to use it Amen. for the gospel. It will, and that's why. You know, that, that's supposed to be now. We're in a time I never thought we'd see. But you know what? That's why you got to press forward. And you got to keep moving, and you got to go forward. <laughs> it'll, it'll keep you going, too. You're not going to have to get dementia and... You know, all that junk. <laughs> you don't have to act old. <laughs> you know, just keep moving on. Because I want to get, uh, you know, I started late. I want God, I want to get all out of God or what I was supposed to do on the earth. And whatever is your, it is a problem right now. God is going to see you through. I mean, look what he did. He, he, Roe versus Wade, never thought, never in a million years thought that. The school thing, 
Now they're working on other things. There were four things that I never even thought they would look at. That's why Miss Pelosi is getting so uh, uh, wanting to do something about the Supreme Court. See, but we prayed for those that were starting to turn away from God or being bribed. That's no fun when they say they're going to come to your house and murder your family or torture them or whatever, burn your house down. But, see, you can't, even with that, you can't bend. You can't bend. If, if they said to you, renounce God or I'm going to cut your head off, but first I'm going to make you watch me cut your children's head off. And before I cut their heads off, I'll rape them. Would you renounce God? Honest to God. That's not going to happen. I'm, I'm not. But you got to think that way in order to see where am I really at with God? Do I really love him? Do I really put him first place? Do I really believe this word? Most of the time we don't or we won't be doing what we're doing in the flesh. It's true. Me too. Start right here. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. that. <laughs> well, wait a minute. I'm going to read that whole thing. Yeah. In fact, I know. Okay, this is one of my favorite scriptures. Romans 8. Romans 8 is a good script. If God be for me, who can be against me? For he that spared not his only son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall God the Father, not with his Son, give us everything he died for on the cross? I say it different than the Bible. <laughs> Who can bring a charge against God's elect? Guess what? God calls you his elect. Okay, there on, I have to, I have to use the Bible. Wait a minute. So, you know... Who can bring a charge against God elect? Because it is God who justifies us. Now I got to look. <laughs> I know that much by heart. Okay, so this is out of the, the King James, though. <sighs> yeah, you had the Amplified here. Okay, I was in verse 31. Okay. Who can lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It's God that justifies. Who's he that condemns you? Who is it? God never condemns you. God never condemns you. It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is at the right hand of the Father and making intercession for you. He's praying for you. Who can separate me from the love of Christ? Is tribulation? Can distress or persecution? Can famine? We're on verse 35, Romans 8, 35. Can nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. But that doesn't mean you have to go through this. That means you have to be, you are, uh, they, yeah, stalwart, strong. I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. That's Ephesians 6.10. Nay, yeah, you don't have to be like sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, you are more than conquerors 
through Jesus Christ who loved you. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor anything present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus my Lord. I think I gave you that in that. Yeah, I did. Okay, see, let me go, put the Amplified up from um, verse 36. 36, yeah, put the Amplified Okay, then we'll stop. <laughs> Even as it is written, for thy sake we are put to death, our flesh. Yes. Right. I put here, our flesh. You've got to put your flesh to death. Do you get that? Yes. The only way you can get that is, yeah, by renewing your mind with the word of God. We are regarded and counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet amid all these things, we are more than conquerors. You know what? Here's what more than means. I, I use Jesus. Jesus died for our sins and for our sicknesses. But you know what? He was more than a conqueror in that he brought a bunch of little Jesuses <laughs> like us for the devil to look at. <laughs> That's being more than. He didn't just stop there. He says, here's a whole bunch more I'm going to put my spirit in, and they're going to look just like me. The Bible says, as God is, so are we in this world. Greater is he that's in me than the Antichrist spirit in the world. Anti-anointing. Yeah. In him I live, I move, I have my being. There's, uh, there's scriptures that... Amid all these things, we are more than conquerors and gain a surpassing victory through him who loved us. For I am persuaded beyond doubt, I am sure, that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things that are impending, might be something's coming on, and threatening, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation can separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And you know what the next verse said? I'm speaking the truth in Christ. I am not lying. <laughs> My conscience enlightened and prompted by the Holy Spirit, bear, bearing witness with me. Paul said that. He said, I'm not lying. I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> Amen. So we'll stop on that one. <laughs> Amen. <sighs> So, you got the victory living inside of me. Gee, can the choir think of any song to sing? <laughs> can you think of any? Oh, you think of ending it on a, a song? Yeah, wait, wait, what? What? Oh, just victory is mine. Do you know that? You can sing it. You want to get up there and say, do you know it? Do you know it? Yeah, sing victory. You know what? I like the part, though, that says, I woke up this morning. <sighs> Didn't have a doubt. I knew the Lord would bring me out. 